Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers Welcome to the State of the Economy podcast NCDX is India's one of top commodity exchanges right from the time the center allowed futures trading it has begun offering various derivative products too to benefit participants to talk about NCDX progress and its rational thinking on ensuring better return to farmers We have with us Mr. Arun Rasi, the MD and CEO of the exchange. Straight away, I want to ask, how is NCDX faring currently? Barring agri-commodities that the center banned, are we witnessing an increased interest in futures trade? So there are two uh, parts to this. One is the commodities that are banned. There is a demand for uh, you know those commodities by a lot of stakeholders. As far as the current uh, set of commodities is concerned, uh, since probably you are aware that uh, the spices are doing well internationally in terms of their prices. so they are doing very well on the exchange also whether it is turmeric whether it is uh, cumin whether it is coriander all of them are doing pretty well now the second uh, part of it is uh, guar which is our uh, staple long time bet and that is also doing well because next two three months will be the season for guar so guar gum and guar seed both are doing pretty well so as far as commodities which are there on the exchange uh, as compared to the last year uh, this year we are seeing increasing interest as well as increasing volumes and increasing participation now things like turmeric uh, we are fortunate that some of the corporates who were not trading on the exchange on spices they are coming in so that's a new interest because of the prices uh, across the board so that is a good sign and hopefully you know we should be in a position to launch uh, some new products which will also bring in some stickiness into the exchange clientele sir is there any increase interest in trading by corporate houses you were talking about turmeric also jeera also has done really pretty well this year yeah. if you see the prices have more than doubled you know i wouldn't name them but there were some corporates who were dealing only in say pulses or only in edible oils now some of those are coming into spices so that's uh, a positive sign as far as exchanges concerned that is a positive sign as far as derivatives are concerned so from exchange perspective it is good for us because the same set of members or corporates whose commodities have gone but they are still trading on the exchange so that is a positive sign as far as derivatives market per se is concerned it's a probably a good example of uh, corporates or buyers having faith in the derivatives therefore though they don't have the key commodities they are still active on some other new commodities so that way we are happy so two months ago uh, in hyderabad you had said that options trade can be a good alternative to provide to, to providing minimum support prices uh, can you kindly explain this i will not say alternative but i will say it is it will be a good complementary uh, instrument or mechanism for msp now uh, if you look at msp there are two or three things happening one uh, year on year if you look at the budget earmark for msp it will it is going up only and uh, with about 21 odd commodities and increasing demand even for onions now there is a demand for msp now government will not be in a position to provide msp to all the commodities all the time government doesn't have the budgetary resources therefore there is a need to find alternative or there is a need to find some complementarity to msp now what could be the complementarity and can we get in some other resources can we get a private sector in can we get uh, some other means so what we are saying is options is one such complementary tool which can help government in uh, finding the end result which msp is giving now what is what does msp give msp gives a guarantee of a particular threshold to farmers that uh, we will procure at this particular price say suppose that is wheat then it is 2400 uh, rupees per quintal or whatever 
Now, what is the farmer looking at? Farmer is looking at when he or she harvests the crop, there should be an assured return. Now, what is options doing? Options is equivalent of a some way it is uh, price insurance. Now, suppose you buy a car. What you do? You buy a car and you buy an insurance with the car through the year. If nothing happens to your car, the premium which you have paid, you know, it is waste. But in case if something goes wrong, the insurance company takes care of the repair or whatever damages those causes. Now, an option is some way like insurance, but it is much better in the sense that okay. So I'll explain what the options do. So just like you buy insurance, same way you buy options at the time of sowing your whatever. Suppose you are sowing soybean in the month of May or June in Madhya Pradesh, Andhra, or Maharashtra. You are sowing soybean in the month of May or June. At that point of time, the future markets gives you a price that in October, when you harvest, it is suppose five thousand rupees, right? That we call a strike price. Now that for that five thousand price, you buy options at say around four or five percent. So you pay two hundred fifty rupees upfront to exchange to be given to the underwriter, whoever is underwriting that risk. Now what happens in the month of October? There are, there could be two possible scenarios. One the Strike price is five thousand, and the rate of soybean possibly goes down at to say four thousand rupees. Now, in normal course, the farmer would have lost about a thousand uh, rupees per quintal. Since he has bought options, he has the he can go to the exchange and get that five thousand rupee rate, and the underwriter will pay him that five thousand rupees. So it is guaranteed. His downside is covered. He doesn't have to worry about whether I have to sell it at four thousand or four thousand five hundred or whatever. He can sell it at five thousand rupees on exchange platform. So whatever losses he could have incurred in the free trade, he is covered for that. He is getting his guaranteed five thousand rupees price. Now the second scenario could be if the soybean prices are at six thousand rupees. The beauty of this, and which you don't get in your automobile, uh, you know, insurance, is if it goes to six thousand, the farmer is free to go to the market and sell it in the market. He doesn't need to come to uh, exchange platform and sell it at five thousand. He can go and sell it in the market at six thousand rupees. Now, what he loses is only the two fifty which he would have paid. So instead of five, uh, you know, five thousand strike price, he gets five thousand seven hundred fifty. Instead of six thousand, he gets five seven five zero also. But then his downside is fully covered, and when there is upside, he gets that upside also. So that is the beauty. Now, who are the people who are guaranteeing this? These are financial hedgers. This could be corporates who are interested in buying uh, goods and ensuring that there is a supply for him. So this way, the private sector is coming in in supporting the government. Now, this is something which possibly the government should be looking at for the simple reason that government's own burden of MSP or subsidizing, uh, you know, crops year on year and increasing number of crops goes down, and private sector takes this as a price insurance, as a risk mitigation exercise for themselves. as also ensuring that their supply chain is in proper shape and therefore we feel that this could be a very good complementary tool for the government to implement and uh, there are two other uh, advantages to this as i said you know the increasing demand for increasing number of commodities that will go down because the farmers will realize that there is a uh, mechanism available by which they can get into the markets and they can look at this particular tool as an option for themselves that is one second uh, this whole you know problem related to supply chain management and ensuring that uh, the processors or the large buyers they get their assured you know supply that also will be taken care of because they will know uh, how many people are buying options and what is the supply chain like and where they can buy and how they can buy
So this will solve a lot of problems. It will also in turn encourage uh, the warehousing and the ENWR bit. So I think it will be a win-win uh, for government as well as corporate sector. And this is something which government should actually implement in true earnest. That's what our hope is. How can the government go about helping farmers in taking part in options, particularly, you know, when they have reservations of taking, I mean, when they go to pay this margin, they think that probably they are taking some risk. Very interesting. So initially, when we launched this particular thing, we did realize that, uh, you know, farmers don't have money and farmers may not be in a position to take uh, that, you know, buy that options at the initial stage because they may not either have trust or they may not have information. Luckily for us, our regulator, they waived out some of the fees which we pay to them and they made available that particular pool of money to us. So initially what we did was we can't reach the farmers directly. So what we did was we reached out to the FPOs and through them the farmers and we said, uh, you know, this is the scheme available. Let the farmers buy. On an experimental basis, we will waive off that options, whatever they are saying, and let them trade on the platform. So in the initial year, about 41 odd FPOs, they traded on the exchange platform with the subsidy or with the 100% subsidy provided uh, by the regulator out of the regulatory fees. Out of those, and luckily for us, and uh, this is something which is very interesting, out of those 41, next year, three FPOs came back and there was no subsidy. There was no uh, money or give, being given by regulator or us to the FPOs. So the FPOs, they said, no, we want to do it on our own. We will trade. So our hope is, uh, you know, the initial first year or second year, possibly the farmers would need that to establish the proof that this is something which works. But second or third year onwards, you may not need any subsidy. So therefore, this burden of MSP, which possibly is 100% right now, next year, you know, even for buying options, if it is 100% this year, next year you can go, uh, you know, in a staggered manner, you can reduce it. Maybe next year you subsidize only to the extent of 67%, third year, 33%, and fourth year onwards, you don't even subsidize anything. Farmers will understand the benefit and they will buy the options. This is something which uh, we have been talking about. We are uh, in discussion with the financial sector as well as uh, governments on this. And hopefully there should be some buying on this. Sir, how many FPOs are currently showing interest in options trading? And overall, how many FPOs are taking part in NCDX trading? The other so instruments as, also. As we speak, I'm not very sure how many FPOs are active in this country. Though the target was 10,000, my information from my FPO team is just about three or three and a half thousand FPOs are active. And out of that, 500 are associated with the exchange platform as we speak. Now, unfortunately, out of those 500, a lot of those were, you know, trading in commodities which are banned now, especially soybean. So whole uh, central India, whether it's Maharashtra or MP or Rajasthan, soybean and pulses are banned, so therefore they cannot uh, participate. So right now, majorly the FPOs who are participating are in spices, uh, turmeric and others. I don't know exact number because this is the season for turmeric, but uh, maybe in three months' time, I will be in a position to know how many FPOs participated actually in the futures program. But we ran as, it as an experiment only once, and as I said, uh, 40 FPOs had participated. And if you say, uh, what was the repeat without the subsidy, out of those 43 came up. Even without subsidy, people are willing to buy it. Well, are uh, states showing interest in options trading? And if so, how far have they progressed uh, on this front? So, as I mentioned, uh, you know, we have taken it up with uh, NABAR and uh, a couple of states. Uh, we are in discussion with uh, Andhra Pradesh as well as Maharashtra. Andhra Pradesh, it is a little slow, but Maharashtra, we are in a process where we are tying the MOU with them now. So they have already earmarked some funds uh, for turmeric for this year. And uh, as we speak, uh, our uh, MOU is uh, being prepared. Maybe in next week or so, we'll be signing uh, it with government of Maharashtra. So that will be the first state who will be subsidizing. 
Uh, we hope that Andre will do it, but uh, somehow it is slowed down and Maharashtra has taken the lead now. And the second discussion which is going on is with Nabad. In fact, today we got a message from uh, Nabad saying that uh, those FPOs who were benefited, Nabad uh, officials want to speak to them directly. We are arranging that meeting. And uh, let's hope that that also works. So Nabad will also be you know, supporting this. But is NCDX considering introducing any new commodity or any contract in the near future? Yes. Uh, it is subject to regulatory approvals. We might introduce two or three new products. The first one is uh, sunflower oil, for which we have already submitted our proposal to the regulator. The next in pipeline is uh, carbon credits. In fact, uh, we should be submitting our proposal uh, either today or uh, early next week. Before this month, we will submit it to the uh, regulator. So, subject to regulatory approvals, uh, we should be launching these two very soon. Well, it's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.